Okay guys, welcome to Help Nix where you help me release my thoughts and opinions and I help you with whatever my thoughts and opinions can help you with. So today, my topic is about my taekwondo career. So I know I always talk about like football and fitness and lifestyle here but I also want to share that I did taekwondo most of my life. I've been doing it for like, I don't know, eight or ten years. I'm not sure. I don't know when I started. I forgot. But I wanted to talk about my career and uh, I don't know if it's helpful for you, but I just wanted to talk about it. Like reflect on it, I guess. So first of all, how I started is my mom enrolled me in classes for taekwondo and it was for self-defense because here in the philippines crime rate is pretty scary uh so i need self-defense yes arguably taekwondo is the least effective in terms of self-defense but it's better than nothing so self-defense that's what i wanted for but of course i was scared because it's basically hitting other people and people hitting me and I wasn't confident with how strong I was. And I was really weak. Like, yes, I was athletic. Yes, I could run. Yes, I loved sports. But I was weak in terms of having to participate in contact sports. Very contact, actually. So I joined this club and I trained there maybe every weekend i'm not really sure i don't i don't remember anymore but in the first competition so i I joined the competition and my strategy was basically to because in taekwondo you have a set of fights you have a number of fights but if you lose your first fight you don't that's it like you're done for the whole competition it's like an elimination process so most of the time there are different uh, formats, but this is the mo- the most common. So, and it depends on your weight, how many fights you have. So, like the weight classes with more participants, that means you have more fights. Anyway, so in my first competition, I had maybe we were a lot in the weight. So it was four fights to bronze. So I had to win four fights before I could win a bronze medal. So my strategy then as a young kid, young maybe blue belter or yellow belter, was to just keep kicking and that's it, like rely on my stamina. Obviously, I'm a very young kid, I don't have that stamina, but again, my opponents are of the same kind of level. So luckily i won those four fights using that strategy and i got a bronze in my first competition however um i didn't necessarily know or like reflect on this but now that i reflect on it i could see that i had so much more to improve on because the person i lost to had a set game plan like that person was patient that person had been training for a long time and knew that kicking all out the whole fight wouldn't work and yeah it she beat me so yeah from the club the club closed down 
so I didn't train there. And then I found that there was Taekwondo. There's a gift program in my school wherein you can do uh, extracurricular activities. So I found Taekwondo. So I continued it in school. And then by grade five, I think, I joined varsity. So there in varsity, I was developing my skills, joining competitions, losing, winning, losing, winning. And then grade nine, I think grade eight or grade nine was when I peaked, I think. Or no, maybe not peak, but like the peak of of all my activities. Not the peak of my taekwondo ability, but the peak of my activities of my taekwondo ability. I, I do not explain. But in grade nine, I joined the Philippine team for cadet. And also before that, in grade eight, I was able to win a gold in the Kimonyung Championship. Kimonyung Championship? Kimonyung Competition? I forgot the name. In Korea, and then two bronzes in the World Expo. So, yeah, I got those, and then I joined the Philippine team and for sparring, because they're sparring and pumsei. So, yeah. And then, yeah, it was really good, but the trainings were, like, late night, and I had to... So, I finished school at 3. It would take two hours to get there because of the traffic and everything. So, I would leave right away, arrive there maybe 5, but training is at, like, 5 to 8 or 5 to 7, something like that. But sometimes it would be later, so... It all depends. But yes, it was late for me. And the training facility of the Philippine team isn't exactly the most gorgeous thing. It's kind of... um, It's very humid, small, compact. So it's like, if you're sweating, it's sticky. So yeah. And then after that, uh, I was not accepted anymore for the junior. Because junior is a whole different level. Like juniors for like 18 plus. I, 15 plus, sorry, sorry, yeah, 15 plus, which means that is for 15 to 17, so that's already for, like, mostly college, actually, so there, I was not anymore in the flipping team for juniors, but it's okay, so I kept competing and I actually had decent results. So I got silver, golds in national competitions. And then in grade 12, I became a team captain. However, in grade 12, there was a pandemic. So there were no competitions. There were no, uh, there were no face-to-face competitions and there was no um, face-to-face trainings that much. We had online trainings and then I... Uh, don't worry it's all safe we all followed the protocols and everything we were very keen on following those uh we had a few face-to-face trainings but not the whole team just those who wanted to pay for the for the face-to-face trainings and then we had again online trainings just conditioning and then we had online speed kicking competition so it's like how many kicks how many high quality kicks can you do in one minute something like that depends on your belt on your level and all that so yeah that's just my career and i don't know it could be the end already i could have ended it already or i could continue it into college i don't know we'll see but second second key point i want to talk about is the people i met so 
in those many fights, I've had many fights over my career. And the opponents I fight, the thing is, you fight the same people in your weight category because your weight doesn't change that much. And even when you go to the next weight category, for example, you get heavier, the people around you are the same age, the same type of growing pattern. They also get heavier, so you face them the same way. Maybe not all, but most of your opponents are the same for the rest of your life. So it's up to your batch if if you can like if you're good in your batch something like that so yeah i've had repetitive opponents i've fought opponents some opponents i've fought six times in six different competitions some opponents i've fought multi like so many times i can't even count but those opponents have turned friends so when i turned turned uh when i joined the philippine team i saw many of my opponents and I became friends with them I understood more of the game I understood different styles of playing and I was able to like analyze those styles of playing and maybe adopt some styles of playing uh, I also met people who were outside of the Taekwondo game that Taekwondo sphere but were amazed by the game who respected the game and I also appreciated them because my dad he doesn't really play taekwondo but he respects the game he watches the fights and he likes to talk to me about it my friends they support me and they give like uh supportive comments before my competition so I really appreciate those and then obviously I've met so many coaches I've had Um, old coaches, young coaches, uh, coaches who were players before, coaches who got injured before. They have so many different experiences. And what I learned is that coaches, they teach based on their experience and how they see the game. So coaches see the game differently. And I think it's very hard to grow as a player if you have many different coaches and you don't know who to listen to. So I feel like what you have to do is you have to pick the good parts of what they're saying and and try to apply like see what applies to you best like is what coach a saying apply to me best does what coach b saying what this what is my grammar correct does what coach b says whatever coach b says does it apply to me like you have to see what applies to you but at the same time you have to respect them so if you're in a fight and coach c is coaching you you listen to coach c yes you have your own strategy yes you have your own game plan as a player but they see the court in a different way they see it outside and they see if you're tired they see all the other variables that you don't so you have to listen to that coach in your fight all the other coaches who are watching you who are not coaching you in that particular fight Do not listen to them. I'm not saying do not listen to them ever. It's just a matter of respect for that coach who chose to coach you in that fight. So yeah. Um, more on the Philippine team, I guess what I learned from them is like I learned about the benefit of consistency. I saw that every time I attended those late trainings, 
even though it was so hassle of a schedule, I found a great increase in my performance. Like I got stronger, I got more confident. I I really took the values and the type of training that they had and I implemented it in my team. In the Philippine team, whenever they kick, they really shout. They give a strong shout and we used to not do that in my team so what I did was I started shouting in my school and it it doesn't sound good but when you kick you shout and in my school's training I started shouting when I kick and it influenced others and I think it's good because you take the people who have been at higher levels and I'm not saying this I'm saying I'm trying to say this in the most humble way I'm, I'm like, I don't know, I, I don't mean to boast, okay? But people who have had certain experiences, I think they need to pass it down to other people who haven't. And that's what I tried to do. Although I have so much more to learn, but I'm just saying, like, I was able to apply some of the things I've learned and influence others. So... Yeah, I also learned uh, from the Philippine team like what really separates the great from the good. I saw players enter one year and then exit out. And then I saw players who stayed there for how many years. And it's, 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 you can see the values that separate them. It's the perseverance. It's the patience. It's the hard work. It's, the, it's so many different variables. So next, I just wanted to talk about my best moments. I guess the best moments of my career would be Kim Yong, uh, NCR. NCR is basically, Palorong Pambansa is basically a group of competitions wherein you can only get to the next level if you win gold. So I start at the division level and then I go to the regional level, which is NCR. And NCR is very hard to win in because Metro Manila is the capital of the city so most of the best players are there because the best clubs are here and I think also aside from Kim and NTR uh, most of my high pressure fights I've had fights where 10 seconds to go I'm still down by a point two points um, also where in 10 seconds to go my opponent is catching up very good momentum uh, just two points and she could win and so on and so forth there's so many high pressure fights that I have come out on top there are so many high pressure fights that I have come out below but those are one of the best moments of my life the high pressure fights low moments is Paprisa there was this one Paprisa that's like a divisional level I think uh, there was this one Paprisa wherein I got silver but the years before that I've been getting gold and then suddenly I just got silver and I, I couldn't beat this opponent that I used to beat so I was really kicking myself for that and then second of all is we have this weigh in so you have to weigh in to make sure that you're in the right category obviously uh, and I would do this unhealthy way of like waiting to the last second and taking certain pills not 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 drugs not steroids anything but like a pill that uh basically allows you to pee a lot so i took 
some pills sometimes um, and I would not eat for like a day or something and then I would faint during the weigh-in and that's like one of my lowest moments um, another competition is called Batang Pinoy we went all the way there this really long trip to a province and then I had a really hard time in the weigh-in and then suddenly I lost in the first fight uh, and then also I had droughts so I had a drought where I was going through competitions yet I couldn't win a medal yes I was winning maybe one or two fights but I wasn't winning medals um, yeah so those were my low moments next thing I think about Taekwondo is uh, I really learned about the technical component analysis like I learned from my coach coach Joey like what is really important in Taekwondo and you have to look at the fundamentals you have to break it down into and he gave us an acronym Saint Acid wherein S is steel I think T is trap a is attack, C is counter, I is uh, intercept, interception, D is defense. So you have to master those to be a really good player. You have to have game plans for all of those. Uh, what I learned as a team captain is that it's very important for your team to be united and you have to find a way to encourage them and to make them want to be better. Because if they don't want to be better, there is nothing you can do to make them better but you have to try your best to make them want to be better so yeah they think that's the most important thing i've learned in, as a team captain but there's so many more things i guess um next thing is my uh, like what i've learned as a whole and i think this applies to life as well i think uh focus is a very important thing Focus on what you're doing. Focus on the moment itself. Like slow everything down around you and focus on that specific activity that you are doing. Whether it's sports, whether it's music, whether it's academics. Focus on that thing. Make everything else slow down around you. Um, perseverance. It's like it's not. It's not success that defines you. It's it's not grades that defines you. I think it's the failures that defines you and how. Well. I said that wrongly. It's not the failures that define you. It's how you deal with the failures that define you. Sorry. Uh, Because, yes, you may fall 10 times, and this is so cliche, but you have to get up 11 times. If you fall 12 times, you get up 13 times. You just have to get back up and get back up and get back up because the most successful people are the people who've gotten up so many times, and the amateur people are the people who's gotten up maybe five times, maybe ten times. After that, they just settled for something else. I think that's all I have to for today to say. I think my grammar is all over the place, but I really like this episode because I prepared for it. I, I mean, I prepared for all my episodes, but I was able to go into depth of my Taekwondo career. So yeah, thanks guys.